Well, God bless you and God keep you. This is the day that the Lord has made, uh, the night that the Lord has made, and we are rejoicing and we are glad in it. Listen, I want to invite you into something different. We are only on two platforms for our Tuesdays for this particular season that we are in. Change is the only constant in life. And the more things change, the more we must cling to that which does not change. The word of God speaks bolder and louder in seasons of transition. Listen, we have just been tremendously blessed, tremendously blessed over the last several Tuesdays. And we have never done that in the history of the 14 year history of the global church. We have never done uh, that uh, as we have recently, but new seasons require a new strategy. And I want to thank uh, Pastor Josh for doing a marvelous, marvelous, marvelous series in the school of worship. I believe we have all grown closer to God uh, and closer to each other because of it, in addition to the dynamic and power pack worship experiences on the Lord's day. Well, we're starting a brand new series on this two weeks. We will be dealing with the school of prayer. And, you know, uh, when I was praying about this, I thought about an old movie from years ago. And that movie was called The School of Rock. <laughs> and uh, it was a very powerful movie, uh, very entertaining, very encouraging. But we're going to deal with prayer, which is a neglected and dying discipline. So this series is going to be powerful. We're only on two platforms, uh, only on two virtual campuses for these next few Tuesdays, and that is our Instagram and YouTube. I want to bring our co-host on, uh, Pastor Josh. Hey, hey, hey. 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 You got the black background. I got the white background. Let's get it on. Let's get it on. Well, man, if you're black or white. That's all right, Pastor Josh. It's a joy. Uh, I really want to say how proud I am of you publicly uh, and what God is doing in your life. So let's just let's just give some hand clap emoji. As you guys know, this has been a tremendous season for me uh, in in becoming a dad of two, and we bless God for that. Listen, prayer school, prayer school, prayer school. Do us a favor. Share this teaching share this experience with someone and let them know that their life is never going to be the same in Jesus name. Man of God, would you open us up in a word of prayer as we get started for week one of prayer school in your head? Well, first Lord, we just say thank you. Thank you Lord, for this wonderful opportunity to just learn and to grow together. God, Lord, show us how to pray. Show us what to do. When we are in the moment of prayer, God, right now, as I'm praying, let there be prayers that are being heard, that are being met, the things that are being done in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank the Lord for our bishop who has returned, who is who is going to teach us. And Lord, I thank the Lord for this opportunity as we're going to teach together and grow together. Lord, let this be a powerful time of school of prayer. Let this someone be ready to learn and ready to be equipped for this great time of prayer and sharing. Lord, impart wisdom and understanding and enlightenment to us. Peace and pray. Amen. Powerful. Amen. 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 Well, let's get to it. <laughs> let's get to it. And I'm excited about it. So we're going to begin 
School of Prayer. Listen, like, comment, share on our YouTube sanctuary, our Facebook sanctuary. Let someone know, hey, we're talking about prayer. Prayer, you know, that's just, we're co-hosting, co-teaching together. We did a revival uh, years ago together. It was wonderful, very powerful. And uh, I just found out the other day, I didn't even know, we didn't know when we were down down there when we did it. But it turns out that it was in the newspaper. It was an article. I just found it out the other day. I thought that was interesting Whoa. to tell you wow. that, that we were in the newspaper and we were there and didn't even know it uh, <laughs> for Hope Revival uh, years ago. And so this is our first time tag team teaching. Uh, we have done tag team preaching. This is our first time tag team teaching. Preaching is both proclamation and demonstration. Teaching is the explanation of how spiritual principle operates as it does. And so we want to make sure as we grow uh, that we're growing in the things of God. So school of prayer, school of prayer. I believe, I believe that prayer has become a dying discipline. I believe that prayer has become a dying discipline. Doc, why do you think, uh, that's why do you think uh, prayer has become a dying discipline? Then we'll flow a little bit and then we'll go into the word of God. We're getting ready to go uh, into Luke's gospel chapter 11. So everyone get ready for that. Mm-hmm. So why is prayer a dying discipline? Mm-hmm. Prayer is a dying discipline because... It's not value like it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When we look at what's going on with the times of today, we rather talk instead of pray. We rather share social media, what's your problem, instead of praying your problem. And then sometimes people see prayer as the only thing to do when things are bad. Right. So I remember there was his name, his name leaves me, but there was a question I asked one time. The man asked, he said, is prayer your steering wheel or your spare tire? I like that, man. You're having a junior moment. The old folk call it a senior moment. You're in a senior, no, so you're having a junior out. moment. I'm, I'm, I'm not okay. going to remember the name. But, yeah, but I like that. Prayer, it's powerful. Your steering wheel or your spare tire? I like and I that. believe that we treat prayer like it's a spare time. We just bring it out whenever something happens. We just go. Right. But prayer is supposed to be your steering wheel. It's supposed to guide you, help you mm-hmm. in what you need to where you need to go. I agree. So um, prayer is not is a dying discipline because we don't find discipline in our society now. Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. Whether it's music, there's there's no discipline. Whether it's preaching, whether it's, you know, on your job or because, you know, there is not a, a, a focus on it anymore. That's true. And I've noticed that, you know, well, when it comes to prayers of dying discipline, um, prayer is not seen as a major component to the, to the church as it was before. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, very important, and it's you know it's a lot of things that are changing, a lot of things that are not taken as serious. But prayer is something that is always important, regardless what's going on in culture, what's going on in society. It's very true. Thank you for that. So Luke's Gospel, chapter eleven. 
I like that you said, regardless of what's going on in society and in the culture, prayer must take preeminence. Prayer uh, must not be seen as a side item. Okay. Uh, and say that line again. You said spare tire and what else? Oh, yeah. It's prayer, your spare tire, yeah. or your steering, steering wheel. wheel. Okay. Reminds me of the old saints that would sing a song, old quartet song. Prayer, uh, faith is my, uh, what does it say? Faith is your driver's license and prayer is your steering wheel, just like an automobile. You know, <laughs> it's old Gideon classic here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so I remember that. Uh, so Luke's Gospel, chapter 11. Now, this is a very common or a very familiar passage of scripture, but I believe the Spirit of the Lord is going to cause illumination uh, as we begin to uh, dive in. Uh, over these next few weeks. And so for the next few weeks, uh, you and I will flow together, flow together, uh, working through prayer. We will look at various passages of scripture. I, will, I, will, I think our flow for these will be a bit different. Uh, we did a thing together once on your podcast, the Josh cast called Meeting of the Minds, and we called it a massage for your mind. And I think for this one with the school of prayer, it'll be a massage for your soul. I knew you were gonna say that. Yeah. Yeah, a massage for your I soul. Want you back on the podcast. Well, I love to. You know, a yeah. massage for your soul. He yeah. restores my soul. Psalm twenty-three. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for His sake. Righteousness is rightness, right living. And Jesus taught us in Matthew's Gospel, chapter six: Seek ye first, verse thirty-three, the kingdom of God. Hallelujah! That verse has been stirring in me. It's a, a, a clarion theme in my new book. Book, uh, book seven, possessing kingdom authority. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. So let, let's, let's really look at this. So Luke's gospel chapter 11, verse number one. Now it came to pass as he was praying in a certain place. Now it came to pass as he was praying in a certain place. Now it came to pass. So we have to first of all see what happened before. In chapter 10 of Luke's gospel, we notice a conversation between Mary and Martha. Mary was distracted. Okay. Uh, she was worried, uh, but Mary sat at Jesus' feet. So now we're going from the feet to the knees. <laughs> Mm. We're going from the feet to the knees. Yeah. Uh, we're at the feet in worship and our knees now bowed in prayer. And here we find now it came to pass as he was praying. I feel the Holy Ghost already. Wow, Hallelujah. As he was praying in a certain place. So right. the prayer was not random. It was not sporadic. He had a particular place. And yeah. you and I both have, have been strengthened in reading the book of Acts. And there's such a powerful passage in John's gospel, chapter five, uh, yeah. by the pool of Bethesda. And I was blessed to visit there. And then also you remember in Acts chapter three, yeah. uh, by the temple gate, uh, these were places. Right. And there's something significant about a place. And I want to encourage someone as you're listening to us tonight that we never lose sight of the places and the spaces God has for us. Pay attention 
to the places and the spaces God has for me. I want you to type in right now, God is at work in me. Do it now. Do it now. Do it now. God is at work in me. Mother Williams, Mr. King, all of our saints, God is at work in me. Brother Ronald, God is at work in me. Bible, God is at work in me. Despite what it seems like, despite what it looks like, God is at work. And the Bible says, and look at that verse down. It says, now it came to pass as he was praying in a certain place when he ceased so he was praying in a certain place when he ceased and then what does it say read what does it say right there that one of his disciples said to him now notice one of his disciples is saying to him why wasn't they praying question he says lord go ahead what they say what they say reverend what they say teach us to pray Uh uh-huh lord Yes, sir. Taught his disciples. There we go. Lord, teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples. Now, what blesses me about this is Jesus does not intend that this prayer be a rigid ritual, but a guide. And notice he says, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. What does that mean? That means that Jesus was doing something so distinctive, something so different, something so powerful, something so unique that it beckoned their attention. Mm-hmm. When was the last time we prayed and we were in an environment of prayer in an environment where we were lifting up our hearts to God and others noticed tangibly the mm-hmm. presence of God as we prayed? Wow. wow. I believe that one of the reasons why we're seeing Mm. powerlessness in our society, powerlessness in government, powerlessness in uh, uh, diverse places Mm -hmm. is because there is an absence of a people who understand that prayer is not a supplement or a substitute. Prayer is a lifeline. I want you to type that in right now. Prayer wow. is a lifeline. I am a testify, a testimony myself that if it had not been for the grace and mercy of God in my life and the power of prayer, I'd be gone. And how many of you can attest, put those hand emojis up, how many of you can attest if it had not been for the power of God yes. and the prevailing power of prayer, we would not be where we are. This is not just designed for us to teach it, it's designed for us to do it. Seven years ago, the Spirit of the Lord took me to prayer 101 and we were teaching a series on it and and, and the Spirit of God began to deal with me on prayer and it revolutionized my prayer life and and I've always been uh, known as a prayer warrior uh, privately and personally rather and publicly uh, because I understood that I didn't want to come to a place where I was a professional preacher but a piss poor Christian and you have to have a life that is pleasing after God. Uh, I feel this in my spirit. Let's go to Psalm 42. I know we have notes prepared. Let's go to Psalm Psalm 42. Psalm 42. The Psalms are the soundtrack of the world. So Yes, sir. 
And you know, my soundtrack of my soul is somewhere between Mozart and Motown. What about you? Mahalia Jackson and Michael Jackson. That sounds about that sounds like you. You know, you play that Mahalia. I, I it'll put me to sleep. And if I play Mozart, it'll put you to sleep. So either way, we'll both knock out. We can both play a <laughs> That's all right. Uh, what you what you want? I got it. All right, song forty two. Oh, I love this. Song. I hope you're being blessed, Saints. I hope you're being blessed. I hope you're being blessed. Psalm forty two. Uh, this song radically changed my life. And uh, PJ Pastor Josh, you know, uh, I had an experience almost 15, 16 years ago with God that changed uh, my my entire journey. I was uh, blessed to. Uh, be a supply pastor. We had an old Baptist days, pulpit supply pastors. And so I was sent out. My grandfather would send me out. Sometimes I didn't even know I was being sent out. I come to church to worship and I'm told to get in the car and go somewhere. And so I was sent out uh, on assignment to Coney Island. And you were there with me back then. Now that's back in your junior deacon days. And, uh, <laughs> and you were there with me. And uh, we, were there. <laughs> we were there serving. And uh, I had was at this church and had really hit an impasse, hit a wall. You remember that? Yeah. And, and one time I was in service and I was so discouraged. And I said, set out of desperation, there's got to be more to God than this. Mm. And and that I I believe, even though we started Global in 08, I think that statement in 06 started the journey toward birthing something that was beyond the rigidness of formality and there's something wrong with formality because we believe in liturgy but we don't see liturgy as a straitjacket and i think it's very dangerous see tradition and traditionalism are not the same thing uh, i talk about it again well, in one of my books tradition and traditionalism are not the same thing tradis T-R-A-D-I-S, Tradis, T-R-A-D-I-S means what is handed down, what is handed down. Stick a pen, Saints, in Psalm 42. I, I, I feel I, I ain't preached in a while uh, because I've been on, on, on uh, leave, uh, sabbatical to bond with the family, but I, I feel the Holy Ghost pushing me right now. Stick a pen in Psalm 42. I want to jump at this verse. And uh, Mama Alice always puts the scriptures out. So I think I think those of you who are putting the scriptures out. Second Timothy two and two real quick. This thing okay. is just like fire shut up in my bones. So no more Psalms 42. We're going to go back. We're going to go back. Okay. Well, let's, let's go to Second Timothy two and two. Uh, I just keep, you know, uh, some people hear music. I hear scriptures. Okay. So Second okay. Timothy two and two. Uh, and uh, since the Spirit of the leading me here, I want to show you something. So. Uh, we gonna, we gonna, years ago, I used to do this thing when I was a teenager. Tonight, we're going to learn. And tonight, we are going to learn. <laughs> okay, 2 Timothy 2 and 2. Here we go. And it says, uh, oh, I'm at 1 Timothy. Hold on. 2 Timothy 2 and 2. What does it say, Doc? And the things you have heard from me mm -hmm. among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men mm -hmm. who will be able to teach others also. That's right. Uh, you have. Can you pull up the Passion Translation and read it for me, please? It's a paraphrase, but I think the principle will be a blessing. Second Timothy two and two paraphrase. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Uh, 
man. Let's go. Let's go to let's go uh, Saints and let's stay connected in this. <clears throat> a very powerful, very potent lesson embedded in this. And if we can apply ourselves, it will really bring deliverance and it will bring great healing. Amen. Second Timothy two and two verse uh, uh, the Passion Translation. I'm loving this. Uh, thank you for being with me. Hallelujah. It's powerful tonight. And all that you have learned from me. Mm -hmm. confirmed by the integrity of my life. Mm, hold on. For all that you have learned from me, this is 2 Timothy. This is 2 Timothy 2 and verse 2 out of the TPT. If you have the Bible app, it'll come right on your phone. Say that first line again, sir, read. And all that you have learned from me, mm -hmm. confirmed by the integrity of my life. And confirmed by the integrity of my what? Life. So, it's not enough for me to just have the word. I've got to have a what? The integrity. The word is not enough by itself. The integrity of the vessel must be there to guarantee as a guarantor of that which has been released. So he says, I don't just want to pass on the word to you. I want to pass on the integrity of my life. That's a mathematical term. I'm not a mathematician. I, I was terrible at math. But integrity, one of the things I think about is integer, mm. a whole number. Yes, yes, yes. Come on here, Don. Yes. So in order for me to have the integrity of my life, there must be wholeness. Mm. Wholeness is also tied to holiness. Mm wholeness is also tied to holiness so we're not just to impart the word we are to also impart the integrity of life and what are we living in we're living in a society where there's no integrity there's no integrity in government there's no integrity in politics there's no integrity in education right, right, there's no right, integrity right, in our right. streets there's no integrity in our pulpits there's no integrity in our homes there's no integrity in our jobs there's oh, no integrity yeah. in our phones so we are in a crisis of integrity of life and as a result in the absence of integrity there is a degradation of morality because integrity and morality are tied inextricably yes, yes. continue reading lord have mercy i'm getting wow. started tonight hallelujah yes. glory to wow. god um deposit into faithful leaders Mm -hmm. who are competent to teach mm -hmm. the congregations the same revelation. There you go. So there must be a competence. So we see the message. We see the integrity of the messenger. And then we see the results of the manifestation of the competence. There must be a competence. Uh, there must be a competence. Uh, there must be a competence. Now, I want us... Before we go to Psalm 42, I want us to go to Psalm 72 and verse 78. Okay, Psalm 72 and verse 78. Now let's look at that in our in our Bibles. I'm gonna read this in the old New King James. I got it. And then uh, and then Pastor, you you you'll take us back to Psalm 42. Okay, I, I want us to, as grandfather used to say, we're giving you translation of Psalms. Or... No, 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 it's not regular. We're giving you, uh, oh, you can do New King James or NIV. We're giving you plenty of scripture tonight so that we can have an understanding. Tonight, we're just laying a foundation in the school of prayer. God wants you well. 
God wants you whole. W-H-O-L-E. Type that in. God wants me whole. Then sings my soul, my savior unto thee. How great thou art. How great thou art. It is well with my soul. It is well with my soul. Wellness is tied to wholeness. Too many of us have a veneer of superficiality. How you doing? I'm good. And you're feeling weak on the end. You're doing all is well. I'm Gucci. And you're broken. And you're wounded. And you're, and you're disillusioned. God wants you whole. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. All right. <clears throat> Amen. Are we okay? Yes. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> when we think about the different psalms that we have here, when we go to Psalms 42, it says, As the deer pants for the streams of water, so does my soul pants for you. I was, as we look at that, that is a metaphor for how a deer looks for water. It looks for water, but our soul is not looking for water, but it's looking for the Lord. I believe that when we pray, we're looking for him. We're not looking for anyone else. When we spend time with the Lord, as we spend time in prayer, we go to the Lord. And then the next part, it says, my soul thirsts for God. The question I have is, is your soul thirsty for the Lord? Is your soul looking to be satisfied by God? I know that many people thirst after cars. Many people thirst after different things but we must thirst after him because as we thirst for him he satisfies our thirst thirst can only be satisfied by the one who is the giver of water we understand we go to john 4 when there was a woman at the well looking for water we understand that when we spend time with the lord he satisfies our thirst that's right that's right Praise God. I believe something I had a I went out. Did it shut me out? I think I had a little glitch. Amen. But all is well. Yes. So we'll continue. We're going to continue flowing. Continue that on John 4, please. Yes. So I was just giving of uh I was just talking about the two verses. I says, as a dear yes. pants for the stream of water. Yes. My soul pants for you, my God. Yes. 
And then I said that as a deer is looking for water, we must be in a search and looking for the Lord. Amen. Because prayer is something that is very important as the body of Christ. That's right. But when we look for the Lord, we can have access to him. Mm. It doesn't take a long time. It doesn't take a bunch of rituals. It doesn't take a bunch of different things. But when we have a clear focus yes. on him, yes, it, it begins to understand that. Amen. Amen. And and look, and you you covered the first two verses, and let's even look, let's even look further down. Uh, when we look at talking about prayer, my soul pants for you. That word soul, nephesh, in the Hebrew, suke in the Greek, it deals with the wholeness of the person. It deals with our mind, our will, and our emotions, and understanding how we are wired. Uh, when shall I come and appear before God? My tears have become my meat, my food day and night while they continually say to me, where is your God? Where is your God? Where is God in the midst of our troubles? Where is God in the midst of our pain? Where is God in the midst of our brokenness? Where is God in the midst of our frustrations? Where is God in the midst of what we're going through? He has not left us, but he is right there. Mm. And, and you know, I, I'm so blessed by that when he says, when I remember these things, I pour out my soul within me. For I used to go with the multitude. I went with them to the house of God with the joy of praise, with the voice of joy and praise, with a multitude that kept a pilgrim feast. Verse five. Why hmm. my soul are you downcast? Hmm. Why so disturbed within me? Hmm. Put your hope in God. Say it again. Put your hope in God. Say it one more time, preacher. Put your hope in God. Thank you, Lord. For I will yet praise him, mm. my Savior and mm. my God. Mm. Put your hope in God. So when we pray, it realigns our hope. Why do you think sometimes that we are so easily prone to let our hurts outweigh our hopes. Say that question one more time. Why do you think sometimes it is so easy for us to let our hurts outweigh our hopes? Mm. I believe that we allow our hopelessness, our depression, our sadness to outweigh hope and joy because our world has been designed to be negative. Sure. And to be very weak minded. Yeah. Because when you look from a historical place, when you look at all of the men and women of God that God used in scripture, Mm -hmm. They all were went through hard times. Absolutely. You know, Noah went through a flood, and we say he's in the ark, but he has still had to go through a flood. Absolutely. Joseph had to be betrayed by his brothers. True. Moses had to go from being a prince and then go through hard times and be a deliverer. 
So there's that those those moments can either make or break someone. Mm. And I believe that we're in a time where people would rather stay in their place of being downcast, being low, because it's easy to stay comfortable in your broken place. It's very mm. hard to actually get up. Yeah. And instead of you saying, I'm going to find healing and I'm going to find strength in God, people would rather stay in their brokenness and use it as their brand or as their crutch because that's just what they're used to. Mm. Just like when you look at John chapter 5, and I love always looking at it, when it says, when Jesus says, you know, um, you want to be made whole. And he says, sir, I have no one to put me in the pool. But when we are sick, when we are in our place of sickness, when we place of mental sickness, we allow ourselves to stay in that place. Instead of realizing that God says, don't focus on your problem, but focus on me. Mm. And when you focus on me, I can get you out of the problem. But you have to have the faith to see that you can get out that problem. Mm. It's, mm. No, it's not about just... I'm in a I'm in a place of, 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 of worse. I'm in a place where it seems like nothing. I'm in a place where it doesn't seem like what I wanted to go. But God is not looking at your excuses. He's looking at you to say, do you have the faith to come out of it? Mm. When we look at <clears throat> the blind man, yeah, when he's at the roadside begging mm-hmm. and he hears that Jesus is, is there, he Man, yells. Yeah. But they say, be quiet. Be quiet from saying anything. But if he stayed quiet, we would not know we would not know that he was that he was healed. That's right. But he allowed himself to say, I'm tired of being in my situation. Yeah. I'm tired of things going on. I need a solution. Mm. So prayer is important because you have to come to the place where you're saying, I need God like never before. Mm. And that's the place where I've understood even in my journal now, you know. Uh, February losing, you know, Mother Kelly has passed on, and I'm just like, God, I need you. Yes, yes. Getting on my knees and just saying, Lord, I need you. Yes, yes. Because it's it's a place where you say, Lord, I'm desperate. Ah, that's right. I'm desperate. Yes. It's not about, it's not about talking to a bunch of people. It's not about trying to find out. I need you. Yes. Like never before. Yes. Just when you haven't realized Isaiah 6 moment. Because mm. then you realize that sometimes you have distractions, but there's only one God that you go to, and He's the one that can bring you out. You have mm. to just let go of your issues and let go from and say, "Lord, I give it to you." Okay. Not saying that tomorrow's gonna be is gonna be a, a sunshine or things are gonna be great, but Lord, I give it to you. That's right, and you know, it's, you know, that's so powerful. You said that becomes that desperation and i find that desperation in verse 7 of psalm 42 which a deep calls unto deep at the noise of your waterfalls all your waves and billows have gone over me and i really believe that until we get to that place of emptiness i heard someone say once uh, that my responsibility is not to fill your cup but to empty mine and i think that that's so profound 
that when we come to the Lord in prayer, and I still even use this line, I heard my grandma uh, Sharon, Mother Sharon say years ago, and I, I just about every morning it comes to my spirit, Lord, as an empty pitcher before a full fountain, I say, fill me again. Yes. And I believe that God wants to fill us again. If you if that's your prayer tonight, I want you to just type in fill me again, Lord. Fill me again. I, I really feel that God is ministering to some people right now. Yes. Yes. I believe that yes. the spirit of grace is moving right now. I believe that even now, uh this 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 night is a night of transformation, a night of healing, yes. a night of deliverance, and a night of breakthrough. Uh one thing I heard a resident psychologist of a major cancer clinic say when he met hope-filled cancer patients, he said, they don't deny the diagnosis, but they do defy the verdict. Mm. Mm. They don't deny the diagnosis, wow. 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 but they do defy the verdict. Faith is not the absence of reality. It is trusting God's finality. God has the last yes. say. Yes. And I want to minister to someone tonight, mm, and I want to close out in prayer. I want to minister mm, tonight to someone yes, to let them know that God has the last say. No matter what it looks like, no matter what it seems like, no matter what it feels like, yes, God Lord. has the last say. Spirit of the living God. If you pray in the Holy Ghost, pray in the Holy Ghost. If you pray in the understanding, pray in the wherever you are, just begin to pray right now. Lord, I thank you that you're calling us deeper. Thank you that you're calling us beyond the superficial, beyond the shallow, beyond the mundane, beyond the regular beyond the unusual. I thank you, God, that you're bringing us into the fullness of what you have established and ordained. Father, in the name of Jesus, we honor you. Lord, we bless your holy and righteous name. Thank you that deep calleth unto deep. Thank you that lives are being changed. I speak to sabotage. I speak to guilt. I speak to self-righteousness. I speak to pain. I speak to trauma. I speak to uh, unfair circumstances. And we say just like Job, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Father, we trust you. We trust you. Thank you for being God. Thank you for moving on our behalf. Thank you for healing us. Stir us up to pray again. Stir us up in the midnight hour. Stir us up to fast. Stir us up to seek you. God, make us want you more than we've ever wanted you before. Want us, make us want us more than our pleasures on this earth. Make us want you more than a man, more than a woman, more than a liquor bottle, more than a blunt, more than weed, more than sex, more than any and everything. We want you. Transform us, heal us, deliver us, save us, set us free in the name of Jesus. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. We give you all the thanks. We give you all the praise right now under the sound of my voice. 
there's someone who's been battling, who's been struggling. And I declare unto you by the power of the Holy Ghost, be thou made whole in Jesus' name. Amen. Under this unique anointing, under this vantage point, we're under an open heaven. I want you right now, if that is you, to just right now, slip up your hand wherever you are. This word is ministered to you tonight and bless the Lord. Just bless him for who he is. Father, we bless you. We honor you. We thank you and we praise you this night in Jesus' name. Thank God. Amen. Listen, I pray that you have been blessed this Tuesday night. This is an unusual series. We're going to teach it and pray it and watch what God does. I want you to plant a seed tonight. This is the beginning of the month of June. This is the beginning of a brand new season, a brand new chapter. This is even my birthday month. I, I've seen how God moves uh, uniquely and strategically. Uh, this is the midpoint of the year. Hear me. This is the midpoint of the year. We only have half of a year left. That means that there's still time for you to experience the greatest this year has to offer. I want you to type in, I receive that right now by faith. Plant a seed, plant a seed. We are to sow where we want to go. We are to sow where we want to go seed time and harvest. Let's plant a seed tonight. When we plant a seed, do you know that a seed has intelligence? And when we plant a seed in the kingdom of God, we are sowing into the all intelligent one. The Holy Ghost is the most intelligent being on the earth. He is the most intelligent uh, because unlike AI, he was not manufactured in a lab. From the foundations of the world, he was there and he is right now in you and through you and with you. So into this moment, Father, I thank you for touching the hearts of men, women, boys, and girls, sowing into the kingdom of God now. I call forth a harvest. I said, I call forth a harvest as it comes. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, Holy Ghost, for what you have done and what you're continuing to do. Bless you, sir. In Jesus' name. Thank you for your seed tonight. If you're not saved out of the ark of safety, we offer Christ to you. Call on the name of Jesus and you shall be saved. Confess with your mouth. Believe in your heart, the Lord Jesus, and you shall be saved. Salvation is just the first step. There's sanctification, there's filling with the spirit, and ultimately, it is discipleship. And if that's you, you go to our website, globalfirenow.com, and we have resources assigned for you. Bishop, I want to show what are the ways to give. They're on the screen, dollar sign, Global Fire Now. Zell, Global Fire Now at gmail.com and then text the word global g-l-o-b-a-l to 51400 all roads lead to our website these are all invaluable ways to be a blessing the lord bless you and keep you 
cause his face to shine upon you. May his countenance be with you and may he give you his peace. God bless you. We will see you again next Tuesday night. We love you.